segment of the fantasy fanatics podcast i'm your host once again james and i'm joined once again by nate what's up man so all right in today's segment uh we'll just get into uh some of the recaps of games uh from both the monday and tuesday slate as well as look at some of the tuesday games that are still going on as we're recording and then we'll just hop into uh, another round of playoff fantasy basketball pickups so we'll definitely look at some teams that you could definitely uh get uh, player pickups from that have uh, pretty favorable schedules going forward and maybe some of the players that you can take a look at. Uh, Then we'll just move into some general um, outlook, standings, talk, that kind of thing, and then move right into the preview for Wednesday's game. So uh, Nate, let's just hop right into it. I'm looking at the games from Monday, April the 26th. Uh, The Detroit Pistons beat the Atlanta Hawks. I believe the Atlanta Hawks were shorthanded in this game. They did not have Trey Young, but still an impressive feat for Detroit. Either way, uh, just looking at some of the point getters for Detroit. Um, yeah, a pretty big game for a lot of players. Frank Jackson, 18 points, three rebounds, one assist. Jeremy Grant, 18 points, four rebounds, one assist. Uh Hamidou Dallo, uh, 14 points, three rebounds, one assist, two steals. Sadiq Bey, 11 points, eight rebounds, one assist. Uh, Mason Plumlee, um, 10.7 rebounds, three assists. And Corey Joseph with 15 points, one rebound, and four assists. Yeah, big win, big win for the Pistons. 100 to 86 is nothing to, to laugh at. No, this is, uh, I guess, a pretty surprising upset from the Pistons. Yeah, um, I mean, even looking at the Hawks, uh, not having Trey Young, you'd think that, you know, maybe they have enough depth to still get it done, but I guess that just didn't happen. No, I mean, there were a few um, double-digit scorers, but I feel like uh, it looks like Detroit um, had just as much, if not a little bit more. Yeah, just looking at some of the scorers, uh, uh, Bogdan Bogdanovich, uh, 17 points, seven rebounds, five assists. Danilo Gallinari, 12 points, two rebounds, one assist. Clint Capella, 12 points, 15 rebounds, two assists. John Collins, 14 points, eight rebounds. And Kevin Herter, 15 points, one rebound, two assists, and two steals for him. And yeah, I mean, some other players did play well, but I guess it just wasn't going for them on the court. Yeah, I guess they were just missing um, Trey Young to kind of, I guess, get them over the hump. Yeah, definitely some of his clutch buckets could have helped out with that. Speaking of a team that made a lot of clutch buckets, uh, looking at the Lakers, they beat the Orlando Magic by a score of 114-103. to 103. It's a good win for the Lakers. Um, Anthony Davis uh, finally playing a full game, 31 minutes for him, 18 points, 8 rebounds, 3 assists, 2 blocks, so big line. Andre Drummond, 13 points, 11 rebounds, one steal and two blocks. Contavious Caldwell-Pope, 10 points, five rebounds, three assists and two steals. Dennis Schroeder, 21 points, 10 assists, two rebounds, double-double for him. And Montrez Harrell, um, 18 points, five rebounds. And Kyle Kuzma also had 14 points, seven rebounds and one assist. So a lot of players came out to play for this Lakers team. And it looks like that they're slowly getting healthy. Yeah, I guess uh, I noticed Anthony Davis is here, so he obviously made a big splash, and I'm sure it really helped them. 
Yeah, it did clearly. I uh, just looking at some of Orlando's stats. Uh, Chuma Okeke had uh, 18 points, five rebounds, two assists, and two steals. Uh, Gary Harris, 17 points, one rebound, one assist, one steal. And Cole Anthony, 15 points, four rebounds, seven assists. Dwayne Bacon, 13 points, one rebound, two assists. And a couple other players here with double-digit points. But uh, I guess, yeah, just not a lot of players in the lineup. Uh, for Orlando, they've been missing Terrence Ross for a while. This team is pretty much in rebuilding mode. Yeah, I mean, for a rebuilding team, I wouldn't say this is a bad loss. They're just trying to, I guess, um, just trying to uh, refigure out or get figure out how the offense is going to work going forward. So, I mean, they are 15th in the East. So, I mean... They still managed to keep it somewhat competitive with the Lakers. So, yeah, not a bad loss. Yeah, for sure. I know they definitely shouldn't have traded Vucevic, but what's done is done, and I guess they're headed for a a big rebuild. Yeah, I guess they're going to have to figure out how they're going to kind of replace his impact. Yeah, speaking of a team that came out of a long rebuild, the Philadelphia 76ers beating up on the Oklahoma City Thunder, uh, 121 to 90. Um, Philadelphia just looks like such a strong team now. Um, Joel Embiid, 21 points, five rebounds, three steals for him. Uh, Tobias Harris, 11 points, four rebounds, four assists, four steals. Ben Simmons playing in this game, 12 points, three rebounds, four assists, three steals, two blocks. So big game for him. Um, and yeah, this team just really played well in this game. And I mean, they got the win. Yeah, I mean, uh, the 76ers are a really strong team now. Obviously, everybody knows about the whole trust the process thing with Sam Hinkie. The crazy thing is they wanted to tank even more with Sam Sam Hinkie before he left. So imagine if he had even uh, more first-round picks. Yeah, I mean, uh, this team's turned out really well. Um, and then another team that's rebuilding, OKC, just looking at some of their stats on this game. Ty Jerome, big breakout, 22 points, two rebounds, two assists for him. Uh, Darius Basley, um, 14.7 rebounds, two assists. Moses Brown, 11 points, eight rebounds, one assist. And Theo Maladin, 10 points, one rebound, two assists, and two steals for him. And yeah, um, this team without their two superstars in the lineup, just they, they aren't the same team, clearly. Yeah, everybody kind of did what they could. And I noticed um, Ty Jerome, he was uh, their highest scoring player for the team. And he actually was able to score 22 points, which was more than what Embiid did, which is pretty impressive. But again, it just wasn't enough. Yeah, it clearly was not enough. And speaking of it, barely not being enough, the Wizards lose to the Spurs by one score, um, 146 to 143. So a three-point loss there for the Wizards. Um, and then just looking at some of the Spurs stats here, uh, DeMar DeRozan, monster game, 37 points, two rebounds, 10 assists. He double-doubles. Another double-double here, DeJounte Murray, 25 points, 17 rebounds, five assists, three steals. Big game for him as well. Keldon Johnson, 21 points, three rebounds, two assists for him so really solid 
um rudy gay adding 17 points four rebounds and one assist so this team really came to life and really poured in on the scoring yeah i mean this is a kind of like a crazy high scoring game um i mean everybody on the team did really well so it's not really too much to say about it so congratulations to the spurs well i mean it was gonna be high scoring either way whether it went to overtime or not but it was even high scoring in the overtime so that's definitely something that that really um, benefited the stats of these two teams and just looking at Washington stats here uh, Russell Westbrook uh, 22 points 13 rebounds 14 assists so he got another triple double Bradley Beal 45 points three rebounds one assist that was a huge game for him um, Alex Len 17 points 10 rebounds one assist double double for him Anthony Gill 13 points three rebounds Davis Bertans 13 points four rebounds and uh, Rui Hachimura, 13.6 rebounds and one assist for him. So, I mean, it's not like the Wizards just didn't play, but they, they just couldn't handle DeMar DeRozan clearly in this game. Yeah, I mean, they had a lot of players that scored a lot. I noticed uh, Robin Lopez wasn't in, so I'm guessing um, maybe they were kind of um, missing him off the bench. But again, this was a really close game. Yeah, um, I don't know if Lopez would have done anything because it was the two guards for the Spurs that really popped off in this game. I mean, they combined for over 50 points together. So, yeah, it was a huge game for both Murray and DeRozan. So, um, yeah, it was a great game for the Spurs. And um, just looking at another game, this is a pretty big matchup. It was the Phoenix Suns um, against the New York Knicks who were on a long a winning stretch there. And... Uh, yeah, the Suns just sort of put them down to rest and a very good game by both sides. Um, but just looking at some of the stats for the Suns, Devin Booker, 33 points, four rebounds, three assists. DeAndre Ayton, nine points, 13 rebounds, two assists. Mikel Bridges, 21 points, four rebounds, three assists, two steals. Chris Paul, 20 points, five rebounds, six assists. And both Cameron Payne and Cameron Johnson adding 11 uh, to go with their rebounds and assists. So um, what do you like here from this Phoenix team? Um, I mean, there's a lot to like. There's, I mean, Devin Booker, he's been playing really well. Chris Paul's been playing really well. DeAndre Aiden, I think that's like pretty much their three best players, perhaps. And there's also Michael Bridges did really well. They're a pretty uh, a deep team, and they also have really good leadership in Chris Paul, so... I think they're pretty much a deep playoff run kind of team this year. Yeah, and speaking of a team in the East that might have the chance to make a run themselves, the New York Knicks, looking at some of the stats here, uh, Derek Rose, 22.6 rebounds, 6 assists. Julius Randle, 18.6 rebounds, 4 assists. Reggie Bullock, 17 points, 3 rebounds, 2 assists. RJ Barrett, 17 points, 4 rebounds, 2 assists. And Emmanuel quickly, 11 points, three rebounds, four assists. So, I mean, this team, uh, they, they played really well. Um, obviously, they're not a high-scoring team, so they couldn't really keep up with the Suns scoring. But I think there is room to grow for this Knicks team. Yeah, I mean, this is a really big improvement considering how low the Knicks were in the standings last year and I guess the past few years. So, I mean, they, they 
already uh, made themselves uh, the fourth seed so far. So maybe in the coming years, we might uh, see a deep playoff run from them, if not this year. Yeah, for sure. And just uh, moving on to the next game, the Toronto Raptors being the Cleveland Cavaliers, 112 to 96. Uh, just looking at some of the stats for the Raptors. Um, OGN and OB, 20 points, five rebounds, two assists. Pascal Siakam, 25 points, five rebounds, four assists. Uh, Kem Birch, uh, 14 points, six rebounds, one assist, two steals, two blocks. So huge line for him. Um, Kyle Lowry, nine points, five rebounds, 10 assists. Malachi Flynn, 18 points, five rebounds, five assists, two steals for him. And yeah, this Raptors team just played so well um they've been playing a lot better down the stretch um what do you think about them in this game um i noticed that uh pascal had 40 40 from uh three this game and he had over 50 percent for his overall field goal so, so i think that's uh pretty impressive and i guess something similar to this i don't think he's gonna get 40 percent like every game like if he could get something closer to like 34 to 36% from three consistently, um, I think that'd be a really good sign from him. Yeah, for sure. And just looking at some of Cleveland's stats here, um, Isaiah Okoro, uh, 20.6 rebounds for him. Darius Garland, 13 points, two rebounds, 10 assists, double-double. Jared Allen, 15.7 rebounds, two assists. Uh, Damian Dotson, uh, 11 points, five rebounds, two assists, and Kevin Love, 11 points, seven rebounds, four assists. So, yeah, they clearly missed Colin Sexton and Larry Nance in this game, um, and it showed on the court. Yeah, I guess uh, two really good players on their team, and they were um, out, and it was, I guess, against the Raptors, so it was kind of hard to kind of uh, keep up. Yeah, and speaking of the team, the Raptors are now trying to catch. Uh, the Chicago Bulls uh, got a big win against the Miami Heat uh, by a score of 110 to 102. For Chicago, Daniel Theis, uh, 23 points, 12 rebounds, 5 assists, double-double. Nikola Vucevic, 24 points, 11 rebounds, 2 assists, double-double for him as well. Uh, Kobe White, 17 points, 5 rebounds, 6 assists. Laurie Markkinen, 12 points, 2 rebounds, 1 assist. Thaddeus Young, 10 points, 9 rebounds, 8 assists. And Garrett Temple, 10 points, 1 rebound, and 2 assists. So, yeah, it looks like the Chicago team played very well. Uh, I think they just need to be more consistent. Yeah, it seems like they're, they uh, click really well when it's like Zach Levine's playing, but Vucevic isn't, or when Vucevic is playing, but Zach Levine isn't. So they just need to figure out how to have both players in and still kind of click like this. Cause if it, they can do that, then they can make it surprisingly far, I think. Yeah. And it looks like Miami uh, without Tyler hero, Kendrick, Nunn, and Andre Gudala, they struggled a little bit, only three players in the double digit points. Um, Bam Adebayo, 23.6 rebounds, two assists, two steals, two blocks. So good line for him. Jimmy Butler, 33.8 rebounds, five assists and two steals for him. And then Trevor Ariza, 18.6 rebounds, two assists, two steals, and two blocks for him as well. And then nothing else, uh, nothing much from everyone else. And um, yeah, um, what do you think about this Miami team going forward? Do they need to get healthy? Uh, what do they need to do to just be a little bit more consistent as well? I feel like health might 
be like the biggest thing because I noticed they're missing both Tyler Hero, Kendrick Nunn, and they're missing Iguodala as well. So uh, three pretty important players, especially Tyler Hero. So I guess that would probably take the load off of Bam, Jimmy, and Trevor Ariza if they were in. Yeah, I felt bad for Miami last year in the finals. They they weren't healthy. They didn't have a fair shot at it. I think they could have given the Lakers a run for their money there in the finals. Um, yeah, it was pretty unfortunate when that happened. Uh, Dragic was out for quite a bit. I know Bam had some injuries. Jimmy Butler had some injuries. Like It was just all over the place, all over their lineup. I was unfortunate, but um, yeah, Miami does have some good upside. Like you said, they probably just need to get healthy. Yeah, I think if they're fully healthy, they should uh, be able to make it to the conference finals, maybe. Um, but they'd I'm have not to upset sure. a team. Yeah, they would have to be able to pull up, up an upset. But I think if there's like a team that can pull an upset, it'll probably be the Heat. Oh yeah, for sure. They're they're a pretty deep team when healthy. Um, and speaking of a deep team when healthy, losing. Um, Utah lost to the Minnesota Timberwolves by a score of 105 to 104. They lost by one point. Uh, of course, no Donovan Mitchell for the Utah Jazz. Um, just looking at Minnesota's stats here, Carl Anthony Towns, 21 points, 11 rebounds, two assists. Uh, so a double-double. And then uh, D'Angelo Russell, uh, 27 points, two rebounds, 12 assists, double-double for him. Um, Anthony Edwards, 14 points, nine rebounds, four assists. Uh Juancho Hernan Gomez, uh, 14 points, one rebound for him. And Naz Reed, 13 points, two rebounds. Um, and I just want to ask you, um, I don't know, what happened here? How did the, the Wolves pull this off? Um, I'm kind of surprised, but I noticed that in terms of, I guess, who were the leaders, I noticed that the the leaders for both games in terms of points, rebounds, and assists were all by Minnesota players, so that might be a contributing factor. I think D'Angelo Russell had the most points, Carl Anthony Towns had the most rebounds, and D'Angelo Russell had the most assists. So um, I guess having players that were able to kind of uh, dominate in all three, that's probably a pretty big factor. Yeah, I know, of course, uh, Utah missing their top scorer in Donovan Mitchell. Just looking at some of their stats here, Mike Conley, 26 points, 9 rebounds, 7 assists. Rudy Gobert, 18 points, 5 rebounds, 2 assists. Jordan Clarkson, 13 points, 4 rebounds, 8 assists, 2 steals for him. Uh, Georges Nyang, uh, 14 points, 5 rebounds for him. And Joe Ingles, 10 points to go with his 5 rebounds and 3 assists. So, yeah, um, they were clearly missing the presence of Donovan Mitchell in this game. Yeah, I think that would have been able to kind of um, break the, not quite a tie, but they were only down by one. So if they had Donovan Mitchell, they probably would have been able to um, go past the Timberwolves. Yeah, speaking of a team that was able to get past another good team as well, the New Orleans Pelicans beat the LA Clippers 120-103. to 
Uh, obviously, big names out of the lineup for the Clippers, Kawhi Leonard, uh, among others. Um, but yeah, good on the Pelicans for capitalizing on that. Zion Williamson, 23 points, one rebound, five assists. Willie Hernan Gomez, uh, 12 points to go with 10 rebounds, double-double. Eric Bledsoe, 18 points, four rebounds, two assists, four steals. Lonzo Ball, 18 points, nine rebounds, seven assists, two steals for him. Um, and Wenyan Gabriel, uh, 10 points, one rebound, two assists. Brandon Ingram, 70.7 rebounds and five assists for him. So um, a lot of spread out scoring for this Pelicans team. Yeah, um, I noticed that there's a good number of players that were able to score double digits and points. And uh, there were some players that were pretty close. So uh, very good job by the New Orleans Pelicans. Yeah, definitely. And just looking at some of the stats for the Clippers, they held Paul George under 10 points. That uh, is something that's that I just couldn't believe when I saw it. Pelicans had a really strong game defensively. Um, the only uh, three, actually, no, sorry, there is four double-digit scores. I'll start with DeMarcus Cousins. Emergence from him, 16 points, 11 rebounds, and one assist to go two blocks. It looks like he is back into form. Uh, congrats to him. He's been through uh, long years of rehabs and so on. So it's good to see him performing at the NBA level. Double-double for him. Um, Terrence Mann, 17 points, four rebounds, two assists. Marcus Morris, 15.7 rebounds, two steals, and one block. And Amir Coffey, uh, 12 points to go with his one rebound. And all of the main guys for them were held under double digits. Zubac, uh, Paul George, Reggie Jackson, Ray John Rondo, Nick Batum. All these main guys didn't even get double-digit points in this game. What happened here? Um, I guess the Pelicans were able to kind of form a game plan around the main guys for the Clippers. So I guess that made it harder for the main uh, scorers to kind of get points. But I guess people, they didn't really have too much of a plan for, like, for example, Marcus Morris or Terrence Mann. Maybe even DeMarcus Cousins, they probably weren't expecting him to be as healthy as he is. So they had an opportunity to kind of show what they can do, but I guess just being able to shut down the main guys on the Clippers kind of proved too much. Yeah, for sure. And speaking of shutting down a team that's been hot, um, the Grizzlies got shut down by the Denver Nuggets, 120 to 96. Uh, looking at some of the stats from Denver, Nicole Jokic, uh, 24 points, five rebounds, sorry, 24 points, 15 rebounds, five assists, two steals for him. Uh, Aaron Gordon, 15 points, five rebounds, two assists. Michael Porter Jr., 31.7 rebounds, two assists. And uh, Paul Millsap adding 12 points to go with his four rebounds. And uh, what do you think about the Nuggets here in this game? Um, This was a really good job, and they're a really hard team to stop. And I don't even think they're fully healthy. Yeah, uh, no Jamal Murray, obviously. Um, and yeah, um, a team that has gotten healthy is the Memphis Grizzlies. So just looking at some of their stats, uh, John Moran, tw- uh, 27.6 rebounds, six assists, uh, Jonas Valanciunas, uh, 13.3 rebounds for him, Jaron Jackson Jr., uh, 10.7 rebounds, one assist. And that was it for double digit scoring for this team. So, um, I guess what Memphis needs to do better, um, it's just a score. 
Yeah, pretty much. I guess maybe we should kind of give credit to the Denver Nuggets defense as well. But I guess um, maybe if they can get more consistent scoring from the bench. I know there are some uh, bench players that they have who are uh, really good scorers, but I guess it was just wasn't a good night for them. Yeah, and speaking of another good team that got shut down, the Dallas Mavericks got shut down by the Sacramento Kings, 113 to 106. Big game here for the Kings. Uh, Rishon Holmes is back in the lineup, 24.6 rebounds and two blocks for him. Uh, Tyrese Halliburton, 14 points, five rebounds, 10 assists, three steals, so double double there. Buddy Heald, 16 points, five rebounds, five assists for him. And Harrison Barnes, 19.6 rebounds, two assists. And no deer and fox, but no problem for the Sacramento Kings. Yeah, it looks like they were able to kind of um, get over their uh, lack of depth problem. So um, it really helps, especially um, when Dallas is uh, missing Porzingis. Yeah, and that really proved to be a big problem for the Dallas Mavericks. Uh, Luka Doncic, uh, 24 points, 8 rebounds, 8 assists. So good game for him. Uh, Tim Hardaway, 19 points, 1 rebound, 2 assists. Dorian Finney-Smith, 10 points, 7 rebounds, and 4 assists to go with 2 steals and a block. So big game for him. And then Trey Burke, 19 points, 2 rebounds, 5 assists, 2 steals. Uh, Boban, Marjanovic, uh, 10 points, and one rebound in eight minutes. So Bobin got freed a little bit in this game and he was able to put up 10 points for this team. But yeah, what'd you think about Dallas in this game? Um, I think they did okay. They were missing Porzingis, but maybe they should have let Bobin uh, have more minutes because he had a 100% field goal this game. Everyone go on Twitter and put hashtag free Boban. <laughs> Let's make it trend. <laughs> hashtag free Boban on Twitter. Oh, that's funny, I mean, if yeah. they really can't stop him and he's getting like really high field goal percent, maybe they should just give him more minutes. I mean, perfect on the free throw too. So props to him. He had a really good game. Yeah, eight minutes is not enough for this guy. He should be at least 10 to 15 minutes uh, for this Dallas team, especially when you're missing guys like Porzingis. Yeah, I think that somebody like Boban, because um, he is so tall, it's really hard to kind of um, guard him. So it makes a lot of matchup problems when he's out on the court. Yeah, for sure. Um He's definitely a, a big problem for other teams. And um, speaking of a, an upset, uh, moving to the Tuesday, April 27th games, uh, the OKC Thunder upset the Boston Celtics 119 to 115. Um, big upset there. Um, yeah, just looking at OKC stats here, uh, Darius Basley, uh, 21 points, 10 rebounds, four assists, um, double double there. Uh, Lou Dort is back, so 24 points, 4 rebounds, 2 assists for him. Big game. Um, yeah, this team played really well. Isaiah Roby, 15 points. Ty Jerome, 15 points. Uh, Pokusevsky, 12 points, 6 rebounds, 4 assists. Um, yeah, just going through this roster, it was a pretty wide team effort for this OKC team. Yeah, I think this was a really good job by OKC, and I kind of wonder how good they'll be when um, Shai Gilgis-Alexander comes back. 
Yeah, definitely. If they can add some pieces in the next couple of years, they can definitely be a playoff team. And I guess just looking at Boston here, Jalen Brown, 39 points, 11 rebounds, three assists, four steals. He put the team on his back. They still couldn't get it done. He had a double-double there. Uh, Peyton Pritchard, uh, 28 points, three rebounds, four assists. Uh, Marcus Smart, 14 points, six assists, and five steals. Uh, Evan Fournier, 11.7 rebounds, one assist, and five steals for him as well. Um, and yeah, um, missing Tatum and, and Kemba Walker was a big, a big loss for this team. Um, I don't know. What do you, what do you have to say about that? Yeah, I guess with, uh, Tatum and Kemba, they probably would have been able to break away from OKC. Um, but I guess, um, maybe if there were some more players on the bench, who were able to step up a little bit more. I know Luke Cornett really stepped up, but if they could have, I guess, a little bit more, it might have helped. Yeah, for sure. And speaking of a team that's just continued to step up, uh, Milwaukee Bucks being the Charlotte Hornets, 114-104. to 104. Uh, Looking at some of the stats here, Yanis and Tedekumpo, 29 points, 12 rebounds, 8 assists, 3 steals, 1 block, full line, double-double for him. Uh, Brooke Lopez, 22 points, 4 rebounds, 2 assists, 2 steals for him. Chris Middleton, 17 points, 5 rebounds, 6 assists, 2 steals. Drew Holiday, 12 points, 10 rebounds, 5 assists, double-double for him. Uh, Byron Forbes, uh, 15 points, 2 rebounds, and 1 assist. So, yeah, this Milwaukee team just played really well. Yeah, there were a lot of um, double-digit scores. And even though there were some scores that, I guess, they just weren't having a good night, they were still, still able to get the job done. Yeah, for sure. Um, just looking at some of Charlotte's stats here, uh, Miles Bridges, 21 points, 10 rebounds, 6 assists, 2 blocks for him. P.J. Washington, 18 points, 2 rebounds, 2 assists. Devontae Graham, 25 points, 3 rebounds, 6 assists. Uh, Bren uh, Wanamaker, um, uh, 13 points, 2 rebounds, and 6 assists. Um, and Cody Martin, 10 points, 8 rebounds, 1 assist, and 4 steals. So, uh, missing a lot of high-end players uh, here for Charlotte, and they just weren't able to do it in this game. Yeah, I guess uh, I notice LaMelo Ball still isn't back. Um, I guess maybe they're trying to kind of hold out and wait till they get to the play- playoffs before they start playing him. But right now they're eighth, so they uh, might want to, I guess think about if they can give him limited minutes or not but i guess he's still not ready yet yeah no gordon hayward as well so that's another thing to note um for this hornets team and i guess just looking at the next game um the portland trailblazers beating up on the indiana pacers won 33 to 112 um good game here for portland just looking at some of the stats Damian Lillard, 23 points, 4 rebounds, 6 assists. Ennis Cantor, 12 points, 14 rebounds, 3 assists, double-double. Robert Covington, uh, 15 points, 11 rebounds, 1 assist, 2 blocks, so double-double there as well. Yusuf Nurkic, 11 points, 10 rebounds, 4 assists, double-double for him as well. CJ McCollum, 20 points, 2 rebounds, 4 assists. Uh, Carmelo Anthony, 13 points, 2 rebounds, 2 assists for him. Fernie Simmons, uh, 27 points, 4 rebounds, 4 assists, and 2 steals for him. So, I mean, like, just looking at this team, 3 double-doubles for this Portland team. They played really well. 
Yeah, this was a really impressive game, and I guess they had all they have they have a lot of players who can, um, just, I guess, get a lot of production. Yeah, for sure. And looking at the Pacers here, O'Shea Brissett, eighteen、uh, points, ten rebounds, one assist, two steals, five blocks. A huge line for him. Karis Levert, sixteen points. Three rebounds, two assists, two blocks for him. Malcolm Brogdon, eighteen points, four rebounds, four assists. Doug McDermott, thirteen points, three rebounds, one assist. So,、uh, I mean, this team—they、uh, did play pretty well, but they just haven't been able to get the job done without、uh, two of their biggest players on the front court. Yeah, I mean, the Pacers are a team with like pretty decent depth, but against,、um, I guess, like. Pretty much a fully healthy, healthy Blazers team. It's going to be pretty tough to keep up with them. Yeah, speaking of tough to keep up with, the Raptors could not keep up with the Brooklyn Nets, losing by a score of one sixteen to one hundred three. You're a Raptors fan. Before I look at the stats, just give me your thoughts on the game. Um, I mean, it's pretty hard for any team to keep up with the Nets this year, especially with. Uh, Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving on the court, but I noticed that Kyrie Irving did not have his best game scoring wise, but everyone else did. So, I mean, it's a, the Nets are a pretty deep team, and I guess the they're deeper than the Raptors. But the Raptors did play pretty decent, but I guess it just wasn't enough. Yeah, no James Harden yet、uh, in terms of a return to this Nets team. So,、um, yeah, they're not even playing at their full potential. But yeah, just looking at some of the stats: Jeff Green, twenty-two points, eight rebounds, one assist. Kevin Durant, seventeen points, ten rebounds, four assists, two steals, two blocks. Full line double double for Kevin Durant. Joe Harris, sixteen points, three rebounds, six assists, two steals for him. Blake Griffin, seventeen points, six rebounds, and two steals for him. Tyler Johnson, ten points, three rebounds, three assists. Mike James, eleven points, three rebounds, eight assists. Landry Shamet, fourteen、uh, points, two rebounds, and three assists for him. Like you mentioned, Kyrie Irving only had nine points, but he had six rebounds, four assists, a steal, and a block. So, what are your、uh, thoughts on this Brooklyn team? And if Harden comes back, are they immediately contenders? If Harden comes back, they're immediately contenders for sure. I mean, just in terms of depth, there's a lot of players who could just be starters on an, on other teams, and they're not the main guys. So, I mean, with Harden, it's kind of hard to see in the East who's going to beat them. It's only like maybe three teams at the most. Yeah, for sure. And just looking at some of the stats for the Raptors. Um, Kyle Lowry, twenty-four points, two rebounds, six assists. OG Ananobi, twenty-one points, six rebounds, six assists, two steals for him. Kem Birch, thirteen points, fourteen rebounds, one assist, double double. And then Malachi Flynn, thirteen points, two rebounds, three assists. Fred VanVleet, eleven points, six rebounds, five assists. And Pascal Siakam, ten points, seven rebounds, and two assists.、Um, what do you think about Kem Birch playing really well with the Raptors? Um, I think it's a really good、um, sign of things to come.、Um, it it kind of I guess addresses their problems with、um, the center position. They didn't have enough、um, depth with Marcus All and Serge Ibaka gone, but 
I still think that they should try to get another good center in the draft. Yeah, absolutely. And speaking of a team with a dominant center, um, the Minnesota Timberwolves beat the Houston Rockets 114-107. to 107. Big win for the Wolves. Uh, Carl Anthony Towns, 31.7 rebounds, 5 assists. Anthony Edwards, 19 points, 9 rebounds, 2 assists, 3 steals, 2 blocks, so full line for him. D'Angelo Russell, 15 points, 3 rebounds, 7 assists. And uh, Juancho Hernan Gomez, uh, 22.7 rebounds, 1 assist and 2 blocks for him. So good game by the Wolves. Yeah, it's a really good win for sure. And again, the I guess they're be, uh, able to kind of um, lead in uh, multiple stats. I think they're leading in points and assists. So uh, good job by Minnesota. Yeah, and just looking at some of Houston stats here, Christian Wood, 24 points, 18 rebounds, 5 assists, so double-double for him. Kenyon Martin Jr., 15 points, 3 rebounds, 2 steals. Kevin Porter Jr., 10 points, 4 rebounds, 5 assists. Jay Sean Tate, 20 points, 7 rebounds, 4 assists, 2 steals. Kelly Olenek, 28 points, 9 rebounds, 5 assists, 2 steals for him. And yeah, um, this Houston team didn't play too bad, but they just really couldn't get it done in this game. Yeah, I noticed uh, Houston was missing John Wall, so maybe that, I guess, could have um, let them catch up. But I think he shut down for the year. Oh, true. Well, I guess they kind of did what they could, I guess. But, um, yeah, I guess it's kind of hard to say if they'd be able to kind of catch up. Yeah, for sure. And the last matchup for the Tuesday slate featured the Dallas Mavericks at the Golden State Warriors. Uh, Two big-time point guards for each of these teams. They went head-to-head, and Dallas came up on top. Luka Doncic, 39.6 rebounds, 8 assists, 2 steals. He really took over this game. Uh, Jalen Brunson, 12 points, 4 rebounds, 3 assists. Uh, Nicolo Melli, 13 points, uh, 2 rebounds, 1 assist. Tim Hardaway, uh, 13.7 rebounds, one assist. Uh, Dorian Finney-Smith, uh, te- uh, 13 points, eight rebounds, and one assist for him. Uh, yeah, Luca really balled out in this game. Yeah, he had an amazing game. Um, congratulations to the Dallas Mavericks. Yeah, just looking at some of Golden State stats, it's not like Steph Curry had a bad game. 27 points, one rebound, two assists, two steals. So, Good game for him as well. Uh, Michael Mulder, uh, 26 points, five rebounds for him. Kelly Oubre, 10 points, three rebounds, one steal for him. Andrew Wiggins, 15 points, four rebounds, five assists, two steals and two blocks. Um, And then uh, Jordan Poole, 10 points, five rebounds and three assists. And then Draymond Green, zero points, 11 rebounds, three assists, three steals and two blocks. That's the most Draymond Green line that you could ever get. Like, how do you get 11 rebounds and no points? I don't even know. I mean, I guess Draymond is like the kind of player that in terms of like points, he's not going to be like the best scorer on your team, but his production comes through like uh, being able to, to do other things and he kind of makes the rest of the team better. So I guess that's kind of um, Draymond's thing. Not that he can't score, but... He's more of a guy that kind of makes your entire team better. 
Yeah, for sure. And um, yeah, that's pretty much the end of the recap for the Monday and Tuesday game slates. Uh, let's now move into um, some playoff pickups. Uh, we'll, I think we each have three teams uh, to talk about uh, for playoff pickups in terms of favorable schedules. So uh, we'll each uh, list one team back and forth until we um, talk about all of our teams. So Nate, I'll start with you. Uh, what's one team that you like uh, for fantasy basketball pickups? Um, I guess a team that I kind of like that I, I think I'll start with um, Boston. I think they have an okay amount of deep league picks and they have a pretty decent schedule. Um, I think they're facing the Hornets, Spurs, uh, Blazers, the Magic, and the Bulls. So they're all teams that Boston can compete with. And I guess an example that uh, of a player that I think people should pick up would be Peyton Pritchard. Um, he's had a great week and he should have another good week based on the schedule. And if you're in a deep league or in a shallow league that needs another guard, you should definitely take a look at him. I think he's had um, a, a lot of double digit games and he's had two games where he scored over 20. Um, he's gotten a lot of assists. He's gotten a decent amount of rebound, rebounds for a point guard. So um, he's a really good player, especially if you're in a deep league. Yeah, for sure. Uh, my first team is the Golden State Warriors. Um, they are in the playoff hunt. They're in the 10th seed in the West. So they're going to be playing lots of meaningful games and trying to win every single one of them. They have the, the Timberwolves, the Rockets, Pelicans twice, and the Thunder twice. So very favorable schedules, a very favorable schedule of all the teams on their schedule coming up are all below them in the standings. So maximize on that. Um, a pickup that I have, um, it's more of a deep league pickup, but uh, Kevon Looney um, for the Golden State Warriors. He's only about a 6 or 7% rostered in Yahoo leagues. Um, I mean, uh, the guy's been playing well um, in, in his limited amount of minutes. I'm definitely filling up the, the stat sheet. He'll get points, rebounds. Uh, his rebounds are close to 10 per game. Um, assists, uh, maybe a couple per game. And then he'll add some steals and blocks as well. So, and uh, I, I mean, in his last three games, no turnovers. So uh, definitely something to look at. Um, his it, uh, He doesn't take many free throws. Um, so that might be a bit of a concern and his field goal has been down. But um, if you just need strictly rebounds in a deep league, uh, Looney's definitely someone to look at. And uh, definitely take a look at anyone uh, from the Warriors as their schedule is pretty favorable. So if you're in a shallow league and there's guys available, uh, like maybe a Kelly Oubre or someone like that, definitely go ahead and pick them up. But yeah, I'll get to you for your next team. I guess my next team is going to be uh, Dallas. They have some uh, decent shallow league and some de decent um, deep league picks. And uh, Josh Richardson is um, injured, so I guess other um, guards or other forwards are going to have a chance for more production. And their schedule this week is going to be Detroit, Wizards, Kings, Heat, and the Nets. So they can definitely compete with um, almost all of these teams. And I guess an example that I have is Jalen Brunson. Um, he has really high upside for a deep league pick. And there's even some shallow leagues that you can um, put 
uh, put him on your roster for. And based on the schedule, he should have a great week. So I guess uh, for the season, he has 12.5 points, 3.6 rebounds, and 3.5 assists. But um, he gets a lot of uh, double-digit point games, and he's had multiple games this season where he's had 20 uh more than 20 points and he gets a lot of assists and a decent amount of rebounds for a guard so definitely someone you want to look at especially if you're in a deep league yeah for sure and the next team i have is the new orleans pelicans um uh, they have a very favorable schedule coming up they'll also be playing meaningful games as they're trying to get into the play-in uh, so um, they have the Denver Nuggets, the OKC Thunder, uh, the Timberwolves. They have the Warriors twice. Uh, so pretty decent schedule, I think. Um, if you're looking for pickups, um, uh, Guillermo Hernan Gomez at center is a very deep league pickup. And uh, the, uh, you should only pick him up if James Johnson does not play. If James Johnson does play, he would be the preferred pickup as he will have uh, a higher roster placement. Um, in the lineup but um, if you're looking at either of those two guys they're strictly deep league pickups Um, James Johnson is close to a double double so uh, you might want to take a look at him um, if he's healthy and then Hernan Gomez is just sort of a fill-in if James Johnson um, it doesn't play and this is just strictly for deep leagues but yeah if you see someone from the Pelicans available even in shallow leagues definitely take a look at them as their schedule is pretty favorable and I guess uh, my last, um, I guess, team that I think people should take a look at would be the Pacers. Um, they have a decent amount of deep league picks, and I guess their schedule is going to be um, the Nets, Thunder, Wizards, Kings, and the Hawks. So at least three teams that they can definitely compete with. And I guess a good example that I have for this team would be um, Doug McDermott. Um, he's been pretty solid all season. He gets a decent amount of uh, points, and his field goal percentage is pretty solid as well, and he gets a decent amount of threes. He is mostly a scorer, so if you need a score, you should definitely take a look at him, um, especially if you need a small forward or a power uh, forward in a deep league possibly shallow leagues but i would say put him on a watch list for now um but he has a lot of value especially in field goal points and in threes so yeah definitely take a look at the pacers yeah for sure and then my last team will be the new york knicks uh their schedule is very favorable they have the chicago bulls uh, the houston rockets the memphis grizzlies as well as the denver nuggets so those are all three teams that they definitely have a chance to beat as the knicks have been hot lately um just a player that you can look at if you're picking up is reggie bullock um he's around 30 percent rostered in yahoo leagues but he's being added quite a bit over five percent in the last week so definitely jump on this guy he's playing really well um just looking at his past few games um, he's been averaging uh, at least 15 points, I'd say, in his last five games. Um, he's having um, a- about three rebounds per game and about three assists per game, so pretty solid overall. Definitely steals are in there, blocks are in there, and he hasn't turned over the ball more than once in any game. Some games he's had zero turnovers, so he's very um, he protects the ball very well, so that's very important for fantasy. 
Um, he's had perfect free throw in all those games, so really solid. And his field goal is around 0.500 or even a little bit higher than that. So definitely uh, take a swing at Bullock if you need uh, some uh, guys at either the shooting guard or small forward position. Um, the Knicks have a great schedule, so definitely a guy you can look at. So yeah, uh, that's the end of playoff pickups. Uh, let's just move over into the standings outlook, sort of our general talk. Um, looking at the Eastern Conference, Brooklyn Nets uh, clinched uh, in their last game against Toronto. They're the first team in the East to clinch. Um, yeah, um, I guess just what do you think sort of of the top eight in the East? Um, I guess and from, I guess, one to seven, I think that's pretty much how it's going to look. The teams might like shuffle around a bit. Like maybe you might see uh, the Heat at sixth and then the Celtics at seventh or something. But I think for the most part, that's going to be who's going to be in the top seven. For eight to 10, it might change a little bit. Um, Depending on how well the Pacers play, they might be able to overtake the Hornets, but it's going to be kind of hard for the Pacers because they're hurt but so are the hornets so we'll have to see um i guess wizards are looking in so there's a chance for them as well yeah it looks like also chicago and toronto will be sort of trying to get into that 10th spot to sort of be in the play-in but yeah that's sort of the outlook for the east and then for the west we are utah clinching uh they're the first team in the west to clinch um and then i guess just sort of uh, uh like you mentioned i'll go from one to ten um, what's your idea of this Western Conference on a scale of one to ten? Yeah, one to ten teams. One to ten teams. Um, I think it's this is pretty much what you can expect. Maybe you might be able to see the Spurs um, take the Grizzlies, depending on on their schedule, but. I think for the most part, it's going to be kind of like this, kind of like similar to the East, like maybe who's whoever's on the top 10 might like shuffle around a bit, but it's pretty much going to be one of these teams. Yeah, both the Spurs and the Warriors have been hot, so they've separated themselves from the Pelicans. It's going to be tough for the Pelicans to get in. Um, but yeah, um, that's just sort of how we see it. Um I think, yeah, like you said, the Spurs, they have been winning. They do have a chance at catching up to the Grizzlies. Portland's sort of been falling a little bit. They've fallen into a play-in play position, sorry, and um, Dallas has moved further up, and definitely the Lakers have been playing better, so they could be, I think, at least fifth in my mind. So we'll definitely keep an eye on that. And uh, any last thoughts on any of the two conferences? Um, I mean, it's been a pretty tight race so far, but I think the top, at least for the East, like the top three teams have been the top three teams. And for the West, it's been a the top little three bit as more well, fun. in my opinion. Yeah, I think for like four and five, it's been a bit of a shakeup with um, LeBron James being um, injured unexpectedly. I don't think anybody expected him to have the injury that he got. And that's probably the biggest reason why they're fifth. But I think for the most part, um, who we would expect is pretty much in right now. And then also the Jamal Murray injury to Denver also sort of knocks them down a little bit from the top three in my mind. Yeah, for sure. I think they uh, definitely could have been higher. 
Yeah, for sure. And I, I think we can move into um, the Wednesday preview um, and just look at some of the games, sort of uh, pick who we like. Uh, some early spreads are out for these games. Um, we'll start uh, with uh, the Orlando Magic uh, at the Cleveland Cavaliers. Um, I, th I think the, the early uh, odds here, um, the Magic are favored by one point. Um, so you're pretty much picking a winner. Who do you think will win this game? I think it's going to depend on if um, Larry Nance and Colin Sexton are ready to go for this game. If they're not, then you might be able to go with the Magic on this. Yeah, I think that Cleveland should be able to pull out this game. Yeah, it's kind of tough to say, but yeah, they get their players back. They should absolutely pull out this game. But yeah, we'll definitely keep an eye on that. Um, the next game um, is the Atlanta Hawks and the Philadelphia 76ers. Um, the spread on that uh, is uh, minus eight for the 76ers. So who do you like in this game? going to be kind of tough because it also depends on if Trey Young is ready to play. I think if he's not, then you should definitely take the 76ers. Yeah, sounds good. And then the LA Lakers are favored by four points against the Washington Wizards. Um, who, Which side do you like in this game? Um, I think that, let's see. No, I'm just looking at it. I, I, I might like the Wizards if they're healthy because they've been playing well. Eight, yeah, they won their last the eight Lakers out of ten. Still aren't. Yeah, the Lakers still aren't fully healthy yet, so maybe you can go with the Wizards on this. Yeah, for sure. And just looking at the next game, the Knicks are favored by four and a half points over the Chicago Bulls. I mean, the Knicks just had one down game. I think they can definitely get back in the winner's circle in this game. But the question is, will they cover? Will they cover? It's going to be kind of hard to say. I think, I feel like the Bulls are, like, sometimes they're really good and sometimes they're they're not. So maybe you could go with the Knicks on this. And then um, just looking at the Hornets and the Celtics, um, it actually looks like the Hornets are favored by one point. Um I guess uh, that probably assumes that the Celtics are going to be missing players. Um, if the Celtics are missing players, can they still beat the Hornets? Um, they might be able to, but I cut. The thing is, the Hornets are aren't fully healthy as well. So, I think uh, thinking about that, then maybe you could still um, look at the Celtics. Yeah, for sure. And then uh, the next game, the Miami Heat are favored by four and a half over the San Antonio Spurs. Um, this game's tough in my mind. Um, the Spurs getting points always seems like a good thing, but when Miami's rolling, they're rolling. So what do you like in this game? Um, I think for this, I can think it also depends on if Tyler Harrell is in. Um, if he's in, then maybe he could go with the Heat. But if he's not, then go with the Spurs, I think. Yeah, for sure. And then just looking at the next game, uh, the New Orleans Pelicans at the Denver Nuggets. The Nuggets are favored by five points. Um, I don't know. I think I like the Nuggets at home. What do you think? Um, 
yeah, I think the Nuggets might be able to pull this win off. And then looking at the next game, the Memphis Grizzlies are favored by two and a half points against the Portland Trail Blazers. I know they beat the Blazers pretty recently. Uh, both teams, uh, I know the Grizzlies have been so-so lately. Blazers have been kind of cold lately. Um, the Blazers are the underdog here. They're getting two and a half points. So uh, with the Grizzlies being favored two and a half points, can they beat the Trail Blazers or do you see Portland winning? I mean, I feel like the Blazers might be able to win. I mean, Nurkic is back and they have Ennis Kanter and they have Norman Powell as well. So I think maybe you could take the Blazers on this. Yeah, for sure. And looking at the game after that, the Utah Jazz at the Sacramento Kings, the Jazz are favored by nine points. Um, yeah, this is tough to say. The Jazz lost their last game. Uh, first of all, can they win? And second of all, if they can win, can they cover? It's going to be hard to say if they can cover. I think they can win, though. Yeah, um, so maybe uh, take the Jazz to win, but the Kings to cover nine points. Yeah. All right, and then just looking at the last game, the F- LA Clippers at the Phoenix Suns, Phoenix is favored by three points. I guess this just depends on whether Kawhi Leonard plays or not. If Kawhi Leonard plays, I think I like the Clippers at plus three. But if he doesn't play, uh, would you roll with the Suns? I think I'd roll with the Suns on this. Yeah, so uh, definitely minus three seems like good value for the Suns. If Kawhi Leonard doesn't play, but we'll definitely have to see about that. And um, that seems to be the end of the... Uh, big time basketball episode um once again um thanks for listening to us you can listen on youtube spotify apple podcast google podcast like share subscribe all that good stuff hit the bell on youtube to get notifications follow us on twitter instagram at fan fan podcast uh we post pics there we post um uh all of these playoff pickups from the podcast they're all there on the instagram and on the twitter so definitely check that out and nate thanks again and we'll talk to you guys on the next episode